0: Welcome back to another episode of MG Rants. I'm and Grace, and I'm joined by a, uh, what would you call yourself now, a British uh,
1: Ross Merriam, an English Ross Merriam, what? Oh, I, I would never describe myself as British or English. I know, but I'm, where, like, I'm, what city are you in right now? I'm in Preston, which is a suburb okay. of Manchester. Okay. In the nor- northern part of England. Northwest. Okay, so uh,
0: which accent is the more prevalent
1: one of your in the area you're in? the the manchester accent imagine manchester accent. imagine daphne moon from fraser okay sure 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 yeah, yeah i was gonna say i because I, I know from, that character is from manchester i don't know if yeah, jane leaves the, the actresses too sure yeah it is this So for everybody
0: who doesn't know uh, ross is in england right now and yeah. so uh, we're doing a recording of this from uh, across the pond so hopefully everything will uh, work out
1: because this is yeah. this is we're one to really loud so we can hear each other yeah. <laughs> hopefully the series of tubes that comprises the internet does not fill up. I just want to make the joke. I was like,
0: we, the reason it took a while for us to see an episode together is that we need a long enough string to connect the two tin cans.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been, the- I've been weaving a long string for the last two weeks. <laughs> and I've had to oh, hire no. successive people to carry it across the water. And they had to spray it
0: with the shark repellent so they don't, they don't, they don't get so, so the call stays. That's, that's the big thing. You have to make sure you get the entire spray. Yeah, and then the we had repellent. to go
1: through like 12 cans of shark repellent. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: really bad. Uh, for everybody at home, it's, it's 12.20 on a Monday afternoon for me. What time is it for you? It's what, six hours? Six, 6.20, yeah. Yeah, so, so 6.20. Um, the news of the ban and restraint announcement just hit so we're going to be talking about that today but I think the first thing that we're going to be doing while well, we cover a bunch of other stuff that went on this weekend because th- there were so many announcements for us in the last like 48 hours. Yeah so obviously many. Gen Con over this past yes. weekend means that there's going to be a ton of yeah. announcements so but let's let's backtrack just a tiny bit because I know you and I have talked a lot about the Pro Tour that just went on and let's talk a little bit about the Pro Tour that happened and before we get into the minutia of the stuff before we get into uh, you know hey this deck overperformed, like whatever whatever Congratulations to Jake Beardsley, our Portsmouth champion. Uh congratulations to Calcano. Uh, you know, a good friend of yours and I's. We've known he, we, I think we've known Calcano for like fifteen or twenty years now, at this point. The calculator with a huge finish.
1: Yeah. Uh, which he somehow qualified for while he was on vacation, like playing European RCs. Yep. He's been all over the place lately. He's like he's yeah. in Vegas for a long time in the World Series of poker and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's like he's, he's going hard. He's back on the trail. He yeah, disappeared you really keep for a while, a, now he's like, okay, yeah. what if I went everywhere again? I think he went into the lab. I think he, like, honestly, yeah, yeah.
0: like, he, like, again, I didn't ask him this, but in in my mind, what I, I thought it was, is, like, he just put his nose down, worked, and then grinded. Like, I know he's been working on his poker game a lot, probably, like, sort of, you know, playing magic stuff for fun, and, like, I'm not gonna lie, some of my best finishes and some of my best work have been when I've taken a break from a game and then come back with, like, new fresh eyes and then attack the form from direction. <laughs> It's it kind of like the reset button, right? Like your skills are all there, but like your brain is just like wiped clean, and you don't have any of the brain worms from like the overdoing it that we do from those formats. So maybe that helped him out a lot. I do want to talk about the champion for just a second here. Um, I've known Mr. Beardsley for quite a while, but I'm saying Mr. Beardsley actually need his fop. Uh, I've known him <laughs> for I've known him for quite a while of the Pro Tour champions, uh, the winner here, and his. I, I know this whole family. Like, I know the winner's brawler, is dad and um they come to magic events a lot in fact you've probably seen them they're, they're at like all the rc's and stuff they come together like great family great attitude and they always take the time to come over and talk to me and it's not the whole like hey tannin like you know hey like whatever it's like they actively come and talk to me and we like continue a conversation from the last time you know they're like ask me about my life i'll ask him about theirs uh their dad is just um, amazingly nice and really awesome talking to it's it's been nice to watch um you know, these guys, these kids grow up, right? Because I, I, I still remember the first time I met them, they were, like, young, you know? Like, like this is maybe 10 years. I don't know. It's been a while, right? And at the last RC where, you know, he qualified for this pro tour, I remember talking to them quite a bit because if I, I think it's his brother, if I remember right, he's moving to New Orleans, like, after college or something like that, or for, you know, secondary education. I can't remember what. And he's moving to New Orleans, and he was they were like, hey, like, can you give us some, some words? I'm like, I mean, like, sure, sure. Like I don't know what you you know what I mean. Like I'll, I'll try to help, but we just had this long conversation. You know, like I am long winded. They they have a lot of questions, so we talked a lot. So seeing him with this pro tour, I am like trying to go back through uh, my messenger because I you know I messaged him and his dad, and I am just like, is this is this real life? Like is this really happening? And he's just freaking out. You know, in the messaging, like you know you saw him. I'm just, yeah. Did you watch him the pro tour? Like, did you see him go like? Oh, I watched his girlfriend? A ton of it. Yeah. He Yeah, Well, By the way, the production of the pro tour. They raised the bar every single Pro Tour now. This is the, like, I still I still think the golden age of Magic coverage was when we had, like, Grand Prix and uh, SCG was pushing the bounds of what was going on. And, like, see, things were getting better. Like, we had yeah, a bunch we just of had coverage.
1: We just had such a higher volume then. Yes. But the, the but quantity the, might be lower. The quality is so much higher now. The
0: quality is through the damn roof. Like, um, I absolutely adored the production of this one. Seeing it from the inside as well, at like seeing what they do and how much work goes into it, you can see why it's such a high production. Um, Riley Knight and Corey Baumeister had me on the floor multiple times during this free tour. Like I legit was laughing out loud. I spit my drink once from some of the stuff they were saying, because uh I think Riley Knight's goaded. He's like one of my actual favorites. Uh he's a good blend of like being able to talk really fast, talk about what's going on, have good like good info what's going on you know like this is what's going on this is why like cory what yeah. we have the good questions for work but but also he's also just funny. very sharp witted yes because like he makes me feel bad about myself like he makes me feel inadequate about myself doing the job because like i'm kind of like uh but what's i'm kind of like the dollar store version of him i don't have a cool accent i'm not as witty or funny as he is i probably can't talk as fast as he does like i can't you know i just i'm not as uh, i don't you know what i when i see him do it i'm like man, it's something to aspire to, you know, kind of stuff. And then, you know, and then Corey's Corey. He's infectious. He's amazing. Like, he's really at a job. I know you don't want to put praise on him too much because, you know, you get to talk yeah, to him I have to deal with him. It. Yeah, exactly. You have to physically deal with him more than I do. I have to deal with him a lot, like, work-wise, but a lot of times we're not actually in... It's funny how many times we've worked together doing uh, shows, and then it's like maybe 20% of the time we're actually in the same physical location for the shows that we do together because a lot of the ones we do are like the RCs and the Arena Championships, so either we're both home, or I'm the only one on site, so uh, getting looking forward to some of that. But anyway, Pro Tour was awesome. Uh, I think the biggest surprise from the Pro Tour was how much Tron Lance we saw in the Pro Tour, you know, a deck that you and I thought might not be great, it's a decent home for the wondering, but I can see why people played this deck at this Pro Tour, and... I want people to hear that very clearly. I can see why people play that deck at this pro tour, because I don't know how good that deck is going to be in like a more open modern metagame at like say your store, you know your LGS. But looks like a pretty good choice this week, that weekend for the pro tour.
1: Well, the thing about it though is that team handshake, you know, filled with some of the best players in the world, and had a somewhat different list. They did quite well with it its results overall were a lot more mixed. So it suggests that, one, their their list, which I do think it got a little overstated, you know, how innovative their list was, you know, playing three Sylvan Scrying and one Talisman, you know, is not this huge reimagining of the deck. I do think they, you know, cut at some things that most people would just assume, oh, we're playing four of all of these cards. Like, like Sacred yeah. uh Yeah, and I, I think the Talisman looked quite good. Uh, You know, and it makes sense with the way the deck is curved now. I think, you know, cutting out Ugin, cutting down on on Karn Liberated, it all makes sense when you really think about it. Uh, But, you know, Tron is just a deck that hadn't really been reimagined in a while. Um, And I I agree, I I don't think the deck is going to be nearly as good moving forward. Um, I think the deck has pretty significant, um, you know, issues dealing with with a lot of things, but it does match up quite well in a, a... you know in a metagame that was very interactive very removal heavy uh because of the power of cards like orcish Master and the one ring to let you play those sort of hype you know hyper interactive fair games and tron is generally good in those kinds of metagames yeah if you think about it like your opponents have a lot of ways to interact like removal wise
0: right not good against your deck your opponent has you know orcish Masters, not good against your deck right or not great right still a good card uh if, if it's a ring mirror match not only do you have like possible answers to their opposing rings you have more mana than they do on average per charge so you're doing when we're stuck with your ring than they are so like there's lots up there another thing that i was talking to somebody about that i thought about that uh i don't know if this was like a real thought of decision for them but i was thinking about this time. i was watching uh my lgs had a 1k this weekend i went and just watched a little bit and i watched the tron deck play against the scam deck right and I was like oh this looks like it's a you know it can be a rough matchup and like you know playing this in a format where we thought scam was going to be the most played deck was at the bird work started thinking about it I was like I don't think it's as bad as people think as long as they don't have like the insane draws like the really like disruptive draws plus quick clocks but I'll say this one thing that I liked about and this is like a feather of the cat for the Tron deck is its top decks are very good Ross it's so powerful and if you're going to play a always troop yeah and you're going to play get a deck that has like thought seeds of facts and like grief and all this stuff like this is the kind of deck that you want to play because like, you're just going to be behind like, at some point in time there's going to be a game where your hand is not going to function because they're going to rip and what kind of deck do you want to add and you know because we talk about this like you know in Legacy someone does this, so you can always top deck you know you can always have like Brainstorm or Ponder or something all those lines, and, like kind of restart the game from there from this deck you're like I don't have anything going on oops I fouled a card because like they, you know, they, they look at your hand, and they're going to take the dissimilar card, right? Like you only have like one payoff, and you have mana. They're going to take the payoff, or if you like, you know, they're starting the game. And they're like thoughts eating your hand is like multiple payoffs, but like, you know, a Tronland. Who sorry for the for the I don't know that noise. We're going to get a little bit of feedback here. It seems like hopefully we can get it taken out and post. If not, I apologize for it. But you know they're going to, they're going to look at your hand, take the dissimilar card. You know the, if you only have like a map as your way to fix your mana or soul inscribing, they'll take that and hope you don't top deck that for the next few turns. That's the problem with Tron, though, is his top decks are so broken. The deck is so redundant that like it can kind of play through that very well.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the other deck that did well in Team of Rhinos has a very similar, you know, uh similarly good top decks where you're not top de- ever top decking, you know, cheap cards that are low impact. Because of the yeah. nature of Cascade. You have the you know redundant copies of Cascade effects that can get you a bunch of rhinos, and they have the the addition now of Lorien revealed. So they hey. have fewer lands to top deck in the late game and more draw threes that they can top deck into the late game. It was pretty clear that this was a metagame defined by Rakto Scam. That was the had been the number one deck on moto in the weeks leading up to the tournament. It was the you know, the number one target for everyone when they were thinking of their own deck choice. So Honestly, impressive for Active Scam to put up the numbers it did. You know, yep. it, it won the tournament. There was one in the top eight. Uh, you know, when you're twenty percent of the field, I guess that's slightly below expectation. But it, you know, its overall win rate was pretty solid. None of the uh, you know top teams played it, so maybe you you know, reduce the deck's expectation because of that. You think that you know, for on sure, average for the sure. players that played it are weaker than the players that didn't. Uh, so he, all all the more impressive that it put up really solid numbers. It was really those three decks that have emerged from the Pro Tour as the new Tier One in Modern. It's you know Racto Scam, Team of Rhinos, and Mono Green Tron, uh, and that it, it, it makes sense to me that it's Rakdos Scam at the top, and then probably the two decks in Modern that top deck the best.
0: Uh-huh. And I gotta see some kind of backing up, tiny bit about the 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 third deck you're talking about being so good, and that's Team of Rhinos. Uh, it's a deck that I've never physically played in tournament, but I've like, had teammates played it or watched people play it. I've always impressed with it, because I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this deck doesn't look that powerful, right? Like, you're doing all the stuff to put two 4-4s four, into play, but it just plays well, and then every time that I've ever like, goldfished the deck or played it, like, for fun, I gotta say this, its average opening hand is so good. Like, I think it has, like, one of the best average opening hands I've ever seen in modern, like, you just like, never mulligan with the deck. It's just all your hands are exactly the same. The deck is so redundant. It's yeah. just a bunch of copies of like Lore revealed, Fire Ice, and then like Ways to Cascade, and then like just good cards. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep this. This is fine. You know, like you don't have to have the Cascade card in your opening hand, you know, so it's because the deck can play <laughs> a decent uh, game without it too. Yeah.
1: The the other, you know, recent pressure on the metagame that I think favored Tron and Rhinos as the uh, emerging, you know, powerful, emerging well positioned decks, we'll say. Um is Orcish Bowmaster punishing all the one toughness creatures, you know? Is it Merktide obviously declined pretty heavily? You know, Raghavan only really saw significant play in Racto Scam. Dragon of the Rage Channeler fell off the map. You know, doesn't these... exist
0: anymore. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: you know, what, what what were the lines where people often punished the team of rhinos and tron decks? Well, they don't really interact that well on turns one and two. So it was with these cheap creatures where they would play out on early Rogovan or DRC and then say, oh, I can now hold up interaction for what you're doing, you know, counterspell your stuff or kill your creatures that you play. Make sure I, I can you know, answer whenever you know, whatever threat you have, whether it's cascade into rhinos or a carn or something like that. So um I, I think more than these decks having a decent chance against Rakto Scam, because I honestly I, I think the numbers board out that like Tron was still behind against Scam overall, uh, even though you know you can top deck well and give yourself a shot. Um, these are decks that benefited from Racto Scam pushing out their natural predators. That's a level that people often don't anticipate when they're thinking about metagames. They, they think, oh, well, if this is going to be the number one deck, I just want to beat that. But you can look at the secondary uh, you know, variables and say, well, if Racto Scam is going to be, be there, then the decks that Racto Scam beats are not going to be there. What are the decks that are bad against those decks? Those are the decks I want to play. Because Raptors Scam, the reason why the the a deck rises to that level is usually because there's no deck that is a, has a huge advantage over it. So Ill. if you're looking for that deck that just smashes the best deck, is often it often just doesn't exist. Otherwise, that wouldn't be the best deck. So you have yep. got to look for other things. And so beating you know everything else <clears throat> uh, is often the place to be. And I think that's where Tron and, and Rhinos are. I'm not sure how Rhinos, but where the numbers were on Rhinos and Scam, but yeah, Tron so is close.
0: Yeah, I have to go physically look it up, and uh, yeah, I don't really want to do that right this time. I have a bunch of other stuff pulled up for the show today. Um, one thing I can say, kind of like what you were saying just there, is it's actually a small microcosm of my career in Magic. For the longest time, I would shy away from the best deck unless it was absolutely something that I wanted to play, like if I was already playing it or something I really liked. And I know this is funny. It's like, yeah, you've been playing Delver. Like, see, forever. But like I meant <laughs> in general, in Magic. and I always tried to like beat the best deck for like the longest yeah. time and i definitely like,
1: found we have years of mediocre careers that none of oh, y'all yeah. have ever seen <laughs>
0: yes yes <laughs> like there there are years of where i was like constantly like oh, this deck you know I, I like my matchup against the best deck but here's the problem best deck is the best deck for a reason like i here's a good example how many times in our team events did you hear in my conversation afterwards like because you know everyone's like chat about the match afterwards. If, if i put it, it's always just like yeah man like you know pete yeah. delver a lot my testing like i feel like i have a good matchup because i'm always like yeah i just like nod my head and like i'm signing the slip to me you know like, i'm just like yeah man sure i'm sure you do like and like testing's a different thing and like playing it's like good players playing the deck etc cetera, et cetera. and then like i just started playing the powerful stuff i'm not saying to always play the quote-unquote best deck you know yeah. it's getting targeted have but have a good a reason, reason it's good not to
1: yeah there's a reason it's really good there's yeah. a reason why people played it And usually, like, even if you're right and you are a little bit favored against the best deck, you're probably much worse against the rest of the field. And so you take two extra losses there that you wouldn't have so that you get your one win in that matchup. Yeah, and you're still going to play
0: against that best deck, like, multiple, multiple times. like, are you 100% against it? No. If you're, like, 60% against it, which is a lot, you know what I mean? Like, you're still going to lose to it a few times because, like, your deck's not going to function one game. Uh, you're gonna yeah. mulligan the five, like they're gonna green scam you on turn one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're gonna have in one game, or they're gonna top deck you, like because the deck is so good and so powerful, right? You know, yeah. like they're gonna make one small decision better than you expected, yeah. and like really get you that. So we'll have to we'll have to see. All right. Speaking of formats and most powerful decks, we had a ban restricted announcement today, Ross. Except we had two changes. But, but neither we, were we banned.
1: We had an unbanned announcement.
0: It's an unbanned announcement today. Let's go with the... Uh, <clears throat> let's let's start with the first one that we're probably talking about a little less, and that's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Legacy had a card unbanned today. Uh, when's the last time we had that happen? For a while, right? Um, Do you, know if you have to have your head? You don't have, you don't have to. You don't have to rack your brain for this. You can't remember, because I, I don't know the answer. Black vice. So. Okay, sure. I... I even you know that was a that was an option, all right. Anyway, uh, Legacy had Mind's Desire is unbanned. I had like kind of forgot this was on the bans lit ban list. Well, I don't think this card has ever been legal in Legacy, so yeah, because I was gonna say, this is this is my is an answer to a really cool trivia question. It was what was the first card because I don't know if it's happened since, but what was the first card to come into being restricted? Like <laughs> it was already restricted in vintage, or I think it was called Type One at the time, yes, it was. Like it was. It came into play restricted God. in type one. Like it never got to be played as a four of.
1: Like when they knew the car was coming out, they like you. You cannot have four this year. So, and for the the uninitiated, the people that haven't been around, um, what they what used to happen was the pre-release, you know, whatever date that was on, was like two or three weeks before the actual release of the set, right? And then like all and this then even after the release date the cards weren't legal in tournament play for another two or three weeks. So there was another, so it was supposed to give you time to, you know, acquire the cards. And they ended up realizing that, you know, we didn't need that much time. And, and they've since, you know, changed it, but there was a pretty big lag time and uh ban of restricted announcements would come right after every single set was released. Uh, so they do it, they would do it three or four times a year. And it was always right after the set. So it was it was in that window after the set was released, but before they were legal. And uh, Mind, uh, Mind's Desire, when it was printed in Scourge, so that would have been spring of 04? Yeah. No, no, spring of 03. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was 03, yeah. Yeah, it would have been spring of 03. Um, you know, people saw the card, you know, previewed. They got access to it at the pre-release. I remember oh, going to the local store once for FNM, and there were some people testing vintage uh, back when vintage used to be popular, and they were playing with burning storm, burning with storm with four minds desires. And they were hey, just hey. killing turn one and two every time. Like, hey, you know, obviously this is vintage with you know all the fast artifact mana makes a minds desire even better. So, but, yeah, merchant now,
0: scroll to find yeah. it. Like yeah, yeah.
1: And now you also have to remember that in those days, vintage was a much more popular format than legacy. So Vintage was called Type 1, Legacy was called Type 1.5, and it really only existed for people that couldn't, you know, uh, as a slightly more accessible Vintage, and it didn't even have its own separate banned list. Type 1.5 just meant everything that was restricted in Vintage was banned. So when Desire got put on the restricted list immediately for Vintage, it's automatically banned in Type 1.5 because that's how the format worked. Now, it wasn't until 2005... That Wizards decided to officially support all these different formats and give them names. So Type One became Vintage, Type One Point Five became Legacy. That was also the time where they officially separated the band lists for all of those different formats. So Legacy had a separate band list than Vintage, but they were going to start it, at, you know, at the same place it, it was. So Mind's Desire never really got a chance to exist in Legacy because it was so broken in Vintage. I okay. still think it would have been broken back then because 2005 is yes. a completely different animal. And we yes. still had things like, you know... I Chromox um, might have still been legal? Yeah, Chromox and, and Dark Ritual and... Chromox and Dark know, Ritual are both Lions very Diamond good. Diamond and all of that, so... Yeah. Um, now, obviously, it's been almost 20 years, so a lot of things have changed. The Legacy format has a lot more disruption and is a lot better at dealing with these fast combo decks, so I don't expect Mind's Desire to be a particularly, you know, prevalent card, but there is a lot of fast mana, and the card is kind of busted. It'll show up somewhere at some point. Yeah. It'll, it'll just happen. It's also a card, you know, that, uh, forces you to use your interaction more aggressively. Like you can't just let your opponent have a bunch of mana and say, oh, I'll just counter the Infernal tutor. Right. Like you, uh, you know, like we're used to or counter the ad nauseum, uh, counter the past in flames, whatever the big payoff spell is. This pay- This is a payoff spell that, you know, you can only counter one copy. You can't uh, unless you have a stifle to stop the storm trigger or something, else, an effect of that nature. So uh, th- there is some wrinkles to it that that can maybe make it better, especially in a world of forcibles and dazes. But uh, I think a- at this point, you know, six mana is just a-, a little bit too heavy. Yeah, I'm right there with you. All sounds
0: good to me. Now, the one that's probably going to be a little more uh, interesting for everybody: modern had an unbanned today, which is kind of what everybody thought. So. This is what I thought was going to happen. I thought nothing was going to get banned, and we might get one unbanned this weekend. Better we're going to get the blank sheet. Hey, everything's great. We're good. I did not expect the card to get banned uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, anything,
1: if anything was getting banned, I thought it would be in Pioneer.
0: Yeah. Just to maybe shake that for a moment, but, but like, they have reasoning. You can read that. I'm not going to read it to everybody. You can read the reading on this if you want to find the article. It's oh, on Wizards. In Modern, Fjordy is unbanned. Ross, I had to look this up. I didn't realize that this card has been banned for 12 years, by the way.
1: It was one of the the very first cards added to the initial ban list after the announcement of the format in the summer of 2011. Yeah. And people are probably like, you know, like
0: preordain, really. Like, so here's the thing: they banned preordain <laughs> and ponder to um, <clears throat> lower the consistency of some decks. Because at the time, we had Splinter Twin and <laughs> stuff like that. We had like blue red decks that were doing a bunch of buses up. Plus, um, the very. At- it was a, if I remember right, wasn't the, wasn't this played in the first quarter yeah, decks with right. like, uh, in fact, they playing pre yeah. and Ponder killing yeah, them. Like so turn that, one there and was two? the
1: mono blue blazing shoal in deck there was the, the twin deck that ended up winning the tournament in the hands of Samuel Estradi And uh, there was also a, a myriad different versions of storm decks with empty, the Warrens and grape shot. Maybe some of them had goblin bushwhacker to haste the goblin tokens from empty to one shot kill. Some of them, uh, Andres Prost, Baconator, Top Aided with this version with Pyromancer Ascension, uh, that would just kill you with lightning bolts. Uh, eventually, so there were a lot of different versions of the effectively a storm deck or that kind of spell based combo that all displayed four ponder for Dane. So the the fact that it was so ubiquitous at yeah. that tournament, and you know the that format that metagame was so broken, we called it PT Goldfish. And at, you know after it happened watsi stepped in and, and banned a bunch of guards they banned ponder preordain cloud Soul. post i believe blazing Soul. shoal and uh right of flame was, i think they, was, i think they banned all, those five
0: but yeah this wasn't when they banned zenith right but anyway, no, they um, banned i think they banned
1: rant. zenith and later um seething song maybe was, was also no, seething song is much later that was a one-off sure. but if they banned okay. like zenith uh nakadal and nakadal no, and punishing fire were by themselves they might have yeah. banned zenith in that initial yeah.
0: wave too one of those is pretty embarrassing that it was banned for a while but anyway yeah. um <laughs> 'Cause like, I want to talk about pre for a second. So when people look at it, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people is like they're gonna put it their mopey control deck or like their mid-range yeah. deck or like they'll put it in like uh Merc Tide or something, which, by the way, don't play pre over consider in yeah. your deck. If you like want consider in your deck, it's probably better to play consider over pre Oh,
1: I would play pre over consider in that deck for sure. No
0: no 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 no. no.
1: I think in some decks consider is just actually
0: just still better if you're still playing where like you're interacting with your opponent, you're trying to pull yeah, up yeah, things yeah. like force mitigation negation. <laughs> Uh, spell pierce and shit like that, but, like, if your deck is trying to do something very powerful and broken and be aggressive, yeah. pre is infinitely better. Like, there's no there's no talk here. You know, like, I would play infinite pre before I play Consider and Legacy as well, just because, like, the car is, you know, that that powerful. And I think you remember this back in the day when I was playing a lot of Legacy sitting next to you where, like, I went from 0 preordains to one pre to two pre-ordained in my deck list for a long time. And you asked why, I was like, well, I'm playing a ton of mirrors, the games are going longer, and in the really long games, like once the game is already to a certain point, I actually like Day more than Ponder at a certain point in the game because it actually just becomes better. Like if I want one specific card or both of them, I don't have to have the third card. You know, I don't have to beat or find a way to fetch because in those games, every small resource is so impactful. And so we'll be able at home to understand why the card day is dangerous. You know, it's not because, oh, it fixes your draws and your control deck or whatever. It's like, I don't even think it's that good in a deck like that. When you're playing a deck like Storm, or if like Splinter Twin ever, God forbid, gets unbanned or something along those lines comes up, some combo deck like that, like, Preordain is a messed up card in those decks. But because of the fact that it's just going to make all of its draws, like, every single time you draw Preordain, I'm sure someone could find the math, but it makes the your deck, like, X more consistent. And that is scary over, like, 12, 15 round tournaments that you're getting that much extra, like, percentage points added to you every round because this card is a 4 out in your deck. And the first one helps find either exactly what you're looking for or find the second one which helps you find either exactly what you're looking for or find the next preordain or whatever other cantrip you're using in your deck because the first cantrip leads to the second cantrip, which leads to your deck being more consistent. Right? So I like cards like this getting unbanned. Let's see what it can do because I actually don't think this is going to make that huge of an impact right away. Someone might figure something out that, that breaks it, that makes it really, really good. But let's stress test this format a little bit the format is extremely fast right now people are interacting with each other i like this idea of putting priority in back of the in the pool
1: yeah we have gotten to a point where cantrips are a lot worse in modern than than they used to be you know it's just it's hard to um it's hard to sit there and just cast a bunch of cantrips and not get really punished you know i i know i just said that we have these decks like rhinos and tron that you know don't that don't interact a lot on turn one or two, so it, m- it might seem like, oh, then I should have time to cantrip against them, but the, the issue there is, you know, what you need to be doing is pressuring them rather than, you know, twiddling your own thumbs because what they're going to be doing down the road is a lot more powerful than what you're going to be doing. Um, But there are decks that need cantrips. Yeah, I do think Preordain fits into Merktide even with Counterspell. Uh, I think Counterspell is cheap enough and you're not playing that many cantrips that, that I'd rather play Preordain. It's, uh, you know... Just an objectively more powerful card than Consider. Uh, yeah, I think seeing the extra card with. is better than being able to put a card in the graveyard. And then the under-heralded aspect of Prioritain here is that it's a sorcery for Delirium. Or sorcery is usually one of the harder types to get. Um, So I-, I think that'll help there. I I hope that maybe it'll juice up some spell-based combo decks you know i know combo a lot of people really hate them i think they're pretty healthy for a meta game especially one right now where people are being able to play tron but like combo is usually the foil for tron <laughs> if if you completely eliminate combo decks from your meta game tron is gonna take over so you yeah, need I didn't to want have to play
0: against combo decks and i was playing tron at all yeah. they're faster than me by like a full turn
1: and all of the times. yeah so you need you need to have that have at least some aspect of that hopefully Prairie Dane can bring that a little bit the interesting one that I heard w- was from Jesse Robkin mentioning it as a potential addition over expressive iteration in breach. Where I you know, see, I kind of like that making yeah. it cleaner, like meaner, quicker. Yeah, see, we that, have the one ring, like. So iteration has become a bit redundant and kind of clunky with the way the deck's curve has been raised. I think prioritized also makes your mock Ambers a lot better. And oftentimes you'd you'd have play your Emery. And then you need to wait a turn to really take advantage of Mox Amber because you don't have a lot of ones. Now you're able to like play Mox Amber, play out your Emory immediately, make blue, preordain off of it, and uh, you know set up your your next turn a little bit better. It,
0: yeah, that's definitely going to help your like desperation turns out more. Like when you're a little behind and you have to kind of like you don't have time to set up as much. You're like I have to push in like that one extra mana versus like you know this versus expressive iteration. That could be a world of, that could be game changing actually. Yeah.
1: And And if you're like me and your iteration always hits the worst set of three cards, so you only get one of them anyway, Prayer Dane is basically just one mana cheaper to do the same thing. So, like, people at home hear Roth say that they're like, yo, that's like everybody Roth. I've sat next to this man
0: enough to know that it's actually true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am the exception. I am exceptional, Tannen. Yeah, sure. My mom always told me I was special and she was right.
0: Yeah, you know, I was just going to say, I'm sure someone's told you this quite
1: a bit, but <laughs> but
0: yeah, overall, I'm actually kind of excited about this. Usually I'm a little more doom and gloomy over certain things like this, like when cards like this that look innocuous to some people who like, because like there's there's definitely people who are listening to the show are really in tune with playing a lot of magic right now, especially competitive magic, and have never played in a format where priority is legal, right? Like they've never played. They don't play legacy, right? Because like let's, let's be real, it's not a real format. You almost never play it. And it, it hasn't been legal in modern for like half of their
1: life or more than half of their life, right? You well, know, if it you're was only legal in modern for like a month. So yeah, But you get him and, saying And I don't know if yeah. I don't know if anybody played a modern tournament outside of Moto, other than the Pro Tour yeah. before it was banned. Sure. sure. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So they, they haven't played with this card a lot.
0: Like I remember playing with it in standard, and we just like I think we fundamentally didn't understand this card that yeah. well but it was time. still
1: it was ubiquitous and standard and it was four of a Coblade. it was a four of in the the team or lotus cobra decks it was it, it was really good the team or lotus Cobra in the yeah and, and the Colblade decks. I remember the
0: first time I saw it and like people were putting it to troll decks and remember I was just like I don't like this card I was like <laughs> you know like I would just have it my opening hand. And I'm like I don't it's not great like it was fine you know it was obviously a good card but it's just like one of those things it's like it, it could be better and then you put it in the decks that are like actively trying to do something right like this card is really good and like sneak and chill right call blade like you're saying decks that are trying to do things because you're like i'm gonna find that one card i need or or look hey both of these are great you know whatever it just makes your deck more efficient so super excited about seeing that in modern it might i don't think it will but it might even like unlock some stuff that we've kind of not had around in modern for a while
1: yeah Um, and you know, I'm not have high hopes for that Ross, but I I don't have high hopes either. I think it's more just going to make some changes around the edges, but I love the gameplay. I just like playing cantrips and yeah, I I think for people that haven't had the opportunity to play with preordain, I think we all know how good ponder is. We've all played with a lot of the other cantrips that have been around. Consider opt, serum visions, things like that. Preordain is closer to ponder than it is to consider. Yes. I can't wait for the line. If you're going to be like preordain
0: keep both draw a card tap my ring to draw the other one dude a whole bunch of stupid shit like you know, just like start going off like that's the thing i could see happening i would really be excited about this card coming off the list and maybe even i don't know about worried is the right word but maybe like trepidatious about this word coming off if Orca Spellmasters masters didn't exist if you still had cards like ragavan and like stuff going around because like ragavan is really good at having Games where you just have extra mana sitting around, like you have the extra one sitting around, like the treasure and stuff a lot. And then, like if you're just using your extra mana to cast pre ordain, that's
1: pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you're setting up because here's the it's it. also a great tarot card to hit off of your opponent's deck with Ragavan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Ooh. also very, very that good. Point point. But like it, it
0: helps, it helps find the cards that you need, or it helps find you like that blue card for your force of right? Or find a force of or find your elemental that you need, or a white card for your elemental, or a red card for, you know what I mean, to find something for your fury, right? It's going to have some some impact somewhere, and I'm i i am actually here for it. I, I think modern is a format where this card should be okay, and that's the biggest thing for me, is like, the power level modern's at, and the, the way it's been operating for the last few years, with like, tons of free spells, extremely fast, people are interacting. I'm okay with this card being legal in this, and I, I think there could be more coming off the list, but I think doing it slowly is better than just being like throw five cards at you you know
1: yeah i do hope they they unban more cards there's a lot of cards on the modern ban list that can come off it's it's just such a completely different format post mh2 honestly i think it would be kind of neat for them to like just do like do the pioneer thing just say you know what we're going back to the drawing board we're going to start modern with this tiny ban list you know, I think there are some cards that we can agree should stay there. You know, get, get keep keep Hogak, keep Ayugan, keep uh, you know, Sensei's the truly top, egregious stuff. Keep it, mental misstep. I want to take every list. copy
0: of Sensei's Dividing Top and put it onto a missile and launch it into yeah. the fucking sun. But I don't want the card ever near me.
1: I think the list of cards that I am hundred percent confident should stay banned is ten or less, ten or fewer. Yeah,
0: there's what twenty cards on the ban list. Twenty something? No, so,
1: I think there's like fifty. There, uh, I don't
0: know if there's well maybe I'm missing a like a okay whatever I don't know if there's that many I thought there was like 30 something whatever anyway it doesn't matter oh um, no, it cause matters because I'm very wrong so I'm aware it's it's yeah it's bigger than you think hold on that's what she said <laughs> sorry <laughs> anyway well, well Ross are you counting right now oh yeah I was gonna say I can start saying numbers I think I should but anyway I don't know maybe we'll have to listen to this
1: more at home it is 47
0: is it really 47 ross
1: is that with yeah. preordained on there no that's with preordained off because it's official today today's the yeah.
0: 7th so geez man like i didn't realize there's that many but yeah there's there's like 10 there's probably at least like 10 cards that's a whole other show that we can do at some point about cards that can can't come off or whatever because we have some more stuff to talk about but uh are you in the same camp as i am though where you're like yeah yeah this this works like this is fine like this should be fine in this format
1: uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I know it's not, you know, the, the flashiest thing that you can do priority eh. is not a flashy card priority is, is the oil that greases the wheels of your deck and makes everything run smoothly, but you need that. And yeah, it's also a, a card that, you know, it's not a card it's not a card that's going to make you, you, know, certain matchups a ton better, right. You know, the, the way like Leyline of the void helps you against graveyard decks but it gives you a small edge, you know, increased edge, increased percentage against every deck in the format. Because your deck is just that much more consistent, that much more resilient to their disruption. Because you can find the second copy of Key Threats more readily, uh, you know, because your deck just operates more efficiently. So, uh, you know, maybe there's a deck that is winning 48% of its matches that can get up to 50 or 51% and suddenly become, you know... A tier two deck instead of being something that's on the fringe, like I've heard people talk about Twiddle Storm with Lotus Field. You know, how does that deck look now with Preordain in it instead it's of some other Yeah, it, it's, it's got to look better. better. Yeah, but how much better is, is the is the question? Yeah, I think the most important thing that's happened
0: in Mar in the last few years, besides maybe the printings of Modern Horizons, because I think it's that's arguably the most like impactful thing that's ever happened in Mar, was Jason Stoneforge getting unbanned, and then us realizing like. These aren't even good enough anymore.
1: <laughs> and St- stoneforge Mystic has seen play, you know, Hammer sure. was a good deck for a while. Sure. We've seen yeah, some other course. decks with it. Jace yeah. has been like a, a yeah. bit player in control decks. Like sometimes yeah. Blue White plays one.
0: <laughs> but I mean how many Doom and Gloom things tweets that we get? You know, people are like, This is it, you know, like it's gonna be rebanned again in six months, like blah, blah, blah.
1: That has essentially happened with almost every unban they've made in Modern. It happened with Bitter Blossom, it happened with Ancestral Vision. There's yeah. one
0: that I know it didn't when, when, uh, Nicodell came off. Yeah. For all that like, one. Yeah. Sure. Everybody knew the
1: shouldn't have been banned. <laughs> yeah. And, and only one time has the doom and gloom been right. And that's with the Golgari Grave Troll. Golgari Grave Troll. Yeah. We were like, oh, guys, we fucked up. Sorry. And I know I've, I saw people even in the lead up to this say Golgari Grave Troll should be unbanned. I have no idea why they would think that. Even if you, even if they're right, once you have to get banned twice, I don't think you should ever be on banned. Yeah, you're you're
0: permanently removed from the record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we
1: we need to we need to institute the gush rule. I don't two know strikes if you remember out. gush and yes. vintage. It just went. Yes. Uh, they, I think they restricted it three times, maybe yeah. four. But uh, maybe today it's okay. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, once once you have to get banned twice, you're out. It's it's two two strikes.
0: I've never had to play gush and vintage, but I did play a decent bit of uh, pauper when gush was legal. I remember casting it the first time in Pauper for, like, a Thaltering Goss and just being like, how is this card remotely okay? <laughs> like, this card is fucked up. All right, sorry about the language of this week's episode. All right, now we're going to move on to the third thing we're talking about, which is Ross's favorite stuff, and that's the preview of all things to come in Magic. So Ross is going to be pretty angry, old man, yells at Cloud stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to cover as much of this as I can because this is a... I don't think there's one article that has everything. I can kind of look for that. Um, I'm one twitter and magic didn't like properly thread it so it's just kind of like everywhere so i'm gonna be like jumping around quite a bit and like because of the order they got posted but uh first let's discuss what's left for 2023 because there's quite a bit because uh product fatigue is is a real thing but there's three things left there's another universe beyond with dr who for magic and ross where you're at and with your partner you've probably heard a little bit about this i I don't are you a dr
1: who person i've tried to watch that show i find it unwatchable I've never watched it, and I have no interest in it. Same. Emma doesn't care about it either, so sure. yeah. okay, that's uh, Yeah, and then we have
0: two sets coming out that are both returning to planes that we've had before, which I'm actually kind of interested in. It's Wilds of Eldraine and the Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Uh, pretty excited about these two sets. Not much to really say here, except for um, there's going to be a universe beyond a thing within Ixalan, which I didn't see this coming, and this one's pretty cool. Ross, welcome to Jurassic Park. So, in Ixalan, with the dinosaurs, we're going to have Jurassic Park. So, all I'm saying okay. is, are we going to get our first Jeep in, in NCG? Is that going to be a vehicle? A little, little, little Jurassic park Jeep? Beat, <laughs> beat, be, let's sure. go. Yeah. Right? Like, so here's the thing environment. Like, we look at Doctor Who and, like, uh, what are some of the other universe beyond that are like really, you know, Lord of the Rings that we know, like, yeah, there's going to be an Aragon card, right? Like there's going to be a, a, the doctor as a card, there's going to be a TARDIS or whatever, right? Like blah, blah, blah. For Jurassic Park, like what's the iconic, like is Ian Malcolm going to be a card? Like, I don't like, you know, <laughs> gonna be like we're going to be like, well, you're going to, you're going to get the T-Rex. All I'm saying is there better be a card called clever girl. And like the Velociraptor is going to have haste.
1: Yeah. That'll probably be in like the flavor text. Uh, records, i wonder
0: if you're going to be able to have more than four of them in in your deck kind of like nazgul maybe they'll be like the pack thing you know it's like they always play that i don't know right and then like there's good you know, you know what i mean you don't have like an iconic character right you're like look if yeah, chris pratt shows I, up i will be surprised because he's in everything maybe but the, like, the,
1: the, the preoccupied scientist sure
0: right like hold on to your butts can we get a card called hold on to your butts, please? Do you remember that Samuel L. Jackson was in Jurassic Park? That's how long ago this movie was. Like it's, I had no even idea. And he wasn't even like a main person because at the time, I don't think he was like a huge, huge actor. Like, I don't know if he'd done, what was it, Mississippi Burning or whatever yet? Or whatever the, one of those movies that really put him on the map in the 90s? I don't remember. Anyway, I was very young. But Jurassic Park was one of the first, like Jurassic Park, and I'm thinking as my childhood, Jurassic Park and I think like Terminator 2 were like the first really big blockbusters that I remember. Because I'm about 10 in 94 when these came out. I do remember *Ninja coming out. When it was like ninety two? I think ninety one. I was very young, but I remember seeing that in the theaters. But maybe I'm.
1: I I saw *Jurassic Park* of... in theaters with my older brother. Same. I was like five. With well, my family.
0: Uh, I was I think ten because it was ninety four, right? So it was yeah. ninety four
1: that I was tenish. I was probably nine. Yeah my my brother was ten. Yeah. So she, she let him take me into the theater, and yeah. I went. I went to go to sleep because it was scary and I told my brother to wake me up when the scary part ended and he timed it to where I woke up and the first thing I saw was the T-Rex eating the guy off the toilet and we gotta go you gotta go so then I got him back at the end of the movie by screaming in the theater and making him miss the ending nice good job yeah good job brother right, so we got all those
0: um let me see what's the next stuff that's the extent
1: of my knowledge of Jurassic Park Mm.
0: yeah I don't know what this means, but apparently they're going to be expanding uh, in Ixalan and going underground. So that means maybe like a new creature type for Ixalan, you know, not just the ones that we already know. So we'll see about that. Um, hold on, there's so much more stuff. Uh, there's going to be a set coming out called Murders at karvlov Manor. Okay, and this one's an interesting one. Have you heard about this? Yeah, this is the murder mystery set yeah so it's a top-down design murder mystery theme set it takes place on ravnica but while they're on the plane the guilds are not a feature of the set so they're just going to do like everything's going to take place within this one i think it's they said everything's taking place within the within the building like within the the, the mansion of you know whatever so like it's going to be a contained set so they're not going to see like maybe not as many uh multicolor cards, or if they're multi they're not just within the guild Stuff, which is nice to be able to go there and not have to focus on gills and stuff. so like we'll see what's happening with all this all i'm saying is it's olivia in the kitchen with a wrench they, my, are, or, they
1: are making like a clue magic crossover
0: yes. game so I'm, I'm assuming that's going to tie in with this a lot um also since ravnica is being talked about here uh where is it i think dude this stuff's all in different... Yeah. The, okay, so there's going to be a Ravnica Clue edition that offers a new twist on multiplayer magic gameplay. Interesting. So if you like, you know, Commander or multiplayer, there you yeah, go.
1: There's You're going to be able to, like, solve a mystery and get some advantage in your game of magic. Yeah, and they said, in quote, this is not a reskin of the board
0: game. It's a new way of playing magic designed by R&D that weaves the core concept of Clue with playing magic. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, you're going to have a new way to play multiplayer. We're seeing a lot, It seems like... It, my, my bet's gonna be it's some novel thing that's gonna be fun a couple times and then we'll never hear about it again in a few years but we'll see But like you'll see people play um another universe beyond got announced uh it's gonna be Fallout the video games so of fans of like the post-apocalyptic Fallout uh game are gonna have a universe beyond for that that's another one where I'm like yeah I don't know anything about it it maybe has like a kind of character or something that'll be cool so, but it's so a- ev-
1: everyone on Twitter is t- now taken to like photoshopping Universes beyond announcements with other IPs. So, yeah. And I saw it, bananas and it, pajamas. It, it took me an embarrassing <laughs> long time to realize they were all fake because sure. of, I pay so little attention to what it sure. is. And, and I it doesn't matter what IP it was. I'm just like, yeah, they could do that. Hey. That would make sense to me. Uh, you know, one you of the, bananas and pajamas. Yeah. Sure. Teletubbies. Fine. Yeah. 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 Beanie babies make sense. <laughs> yeah. Air yeah. fuel Poirot. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's think what, what they're doing. Is. I don't know what that is. All right. Uh,
0: one of the ones that I am ex- excited about, we're going to need another remastered set this year. You know, we've been getting the remastered sets every right now and then. This one's Ravnica Remastered Ross. You wouldn't know why I'm excited about it. They show a picture of two cards coming in old school border. The first yeah. one was Arclight Phoenix.
1: I don't know if you saw this, it even had the little tome in the top left. So the gray yeah, the little little tombstone is nice. Yeah, that's, that's, the the only, only, that's, much. that's the only part of it I like. But the other
0: reason I'm excited about this, and my wallet's not excited about it, is they showed the Hollow Fountain. In old school border, that means I have to replace all of my dual lands now. And uh, there was an announcement that Modern Art Horizons 3 was going to be coming out as well, which probably means I need to get ready to replace all of my other fetch lands because I have to assume we're going to get the other fetch lands in uh, old school border in this as well. Because like you can't not we're, we'll fix prob- them,
1: we'll probably get tri fetch lands, you know, it'll, you'll have to replace them anyway. Where we'll get you know, we'll get Ketria fetch land. <laughs> so, yeah i don't think that's yeah. happening but well we'll get a completely new set of dual lands after everybody's bought the the new Ravnica ones they'll just they'll just put dual lands into modern horizons 3 and now we'll have underground Sea in modern and it just then you'll have to get those too yeah and some of the pictures for modern horizons
0: 3 there was like a demon on one of them uh one of the others i'm not sure what this picture is but then there's a picture of a budget of ozzy coming out of water so like oh, we'll probably see alt ozzy again in modern horizons 3 we're also going to visit New Worlds in the uh, future as well. One of them is going to be, uh, it looks like a cowboy-esque theme. It's Outlaws of Thunder Junction is what it's called. It just looks like Oko with a uh, cowboy <laughs> hat on. I'm not joking. I'm pretty sure that's Oko. But it looks like it looks like a party of magic people went to a western-themed plane. Um <laughs> Yeah, another one of the universe beyonds we're going to get that this, this might excite some people who like video games as well besides just fall or getting assassin's creed as well and then um this one's really excited f- for me uh what is this it's the Bloomborough, i which i didn't know it was that was the name i haven't read this up in a while but it's red wall for for anybody that was a fan of this as a kid like i was i'm excited for that like and we knew this we saw this art like a month or two ago i was like is this freaking red wall because it was a it was a mouse of a sword squaring up to a wolf. And he's like, you know, come on, bring it. Like, <laughs> You know, I was like, all right, this is awesome. You're going to get a lot of, if you're a fan of like squirrels or rats or rabbits or any kind of stuff like that, you have those decks, this is going to be a set for you. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff in here too. I'm like missing quite a bit. So I know we're going to a bunch of different planes. We're going to be going back to Tarkir for the first time in 10 years. As well, so if you yeah, like dragons, I'm kind of surprised
1: here. it took them that this long to get back to Tarkir, given how yeah, popular uh, that set was.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I might have misspoke why I spoke about the Ravnica thing earlier, because apparently there's a horror set coming out, um, MTG Dusk and that takes place in a single, single creepy giant mansion. So that's more like it. okay. Here we go. I found the one that has like all the stuff for 2024. So for 2024. It's Rambica Remastered, Werders of Cobble of Manor, Fallout, Outlaws of Thunder Junction, Modern Horizons 3, Assassin's Creed, Bloomboro, and then the last one that's mentioned, uh, dusk So, that's a lot of stuff for that. Plus, there's going to be other things going on. Um, 2025, we're going to get another remasters set. Innistrad Remastered, so we'll probably get old school Snapcaster Mage just in time for it to maybe get printed into Pioneer,
1: so it's playable again.
0: Yeah. I mean, we gotta get don't. some
1: of the cards that have been forcibly rotated out of modern into Pioneer. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Give me some weird so souls. We're getting to the sets that they're not giving us the actual names for yet. They're giving us the the code names. You know, like I think this one used uh, like tennis for one of them, but this it describes it as a set in which leans on the existence of something to make a death race across the different planes. So it looks like we're gonna have uh, some like Man Max vibes or there's actually a thing called Death Race and stuff. That's when they're talking about Tarkir. We'll be getting another uh, Universe Beyond that they've announced ahead of time, and this one's going to be a pretty big one. I think this one should probably be pretty popular. This one's Final Fantasy. is going to be coming to the Universes yeah, Beyond. that one will be popular. Yeah, Cloud and all those people and stuff. I've played like, one of those games like, once or twice. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Um, I've played a little bit. Of, they're, they're not really my style, but... Um, there's going to be another set called Volleyball. Again, that's not what it's called. It's just the code name for it. This one is going to be described as... Pushing boundaries for magic as it takes place in outer space. So I'm wondering if you're going to get a universe beyond attached is like Star Wars or Star Trek or something, but who knows. But it's in outer space, and they have some concept art in it. It does look like it's like original-ish type art. Like, you know, it doesn't look like it has a crossover look to it yet. But I don't expect them to actually, like, reveal that until they're ready for, for all of it. There's a thing called wrestling. They already made be... Space Godzilla.
1: So sure. are we really breaking new ground? We've already gone um, to
0: space. It's a full set that's going to be in space. <laughs> is what it is. This is actually sweet. Also, in that year, we're going to be going back to Lorwin in two thousand and five. Uh, kind of surprised it took a while for that one as well. Two thousand five is before Lorwyn ever existed. Tannen, uh, sorry, did I say two thousand five? Yeah, two thousand twenty-five. Yeah, uh, Lorwin.
1: It's it seems like they're releasing enough products now that we get like a couple, you know, nostalgia beats and a couple new places every year. So they're just kind of balancing it almost half and half feels like you know that next year we're getting Ravnica plus um um what's the other like I guess Ravnica might be the only call back because then it's the the murder mystery the western and well modern crisis is 3 but we'll probably have yeah, some but yeah but it's, we'll it's, it's just a bunch have of call callbacks yeah that's the one i'm worried about because you know as much as people like to lump MH1 and MH2 together they really have, are drastically different. MH1 had some significant impacts. Obviously, Hogak and, uh, you know, when Urza was combined with Oko, it sort of broke the format for a, a while. But once we dealt with the broken cards, the rest of the format made sort of small impacts here and there. You know, Lava Dart making prowess good, Force Negation being a ubiquitous disruption spell, uh, and Renin 6 being, you know, as good as it is. But, uh, the MH2 completely reshaped the format from the ground up. So is MH3 going to be more the former or more the latter? I yeah, certainly we joke hope about that. Right?
0: Yeah, because we joke about that a lot. That like it's a new set coming out that's going to supplement uh, modern, but will we actually you know jokingly call it as modern rotation because it affects the format that much so er- every time? And I expect it to continue to do that. There's going to be you know a couple for printed that are going to be like you know because like. Think about the cards that came out of those, how, how much effect we had. Like, even, you know, past, like, the big, huge hits. You had, like, Merc Archmage, Charm, you know. Uh, I think then, Unho- was in Holy Heat from, from those set? From that Holy Heat was MH2. Cause yeah, that was like, it was from a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, little commons and uncommons that were like, oh. And then we see them, we like, oh, wait. Like, these are going to be very impactful cards. It, it, there's a chance we're going to have that from that set as well. We're also, but wait, there's more, by the way. Because they went into 2026 quite a bit as well. Um, we're going to have Strixhaven get brought back in 2026. Um, there's a set that they can't tell you anything about except for it's the culmination of a story arc. It's compared to War and the Spark or March in the Machine. So that's going to be cool. There gonna be story stories are going on right now that they would be wrapping up then? Uh, I, maybe Ravnica? I feel like we've gone to, Rav to Ravnica too much. is a cash cow though. Yeah, well, it's, it's a cash gal, dude. Like Ravnica does so well. Like yeah. every time. Everybody loves um, Ravnica. Um, also, this was buried somewhere and i need to find the actual announcement okay so there's gonna be some stuff coming up for arena uh quite a bit going on like uh Tarkir is going to come to arena i think this december as well uh as i need to find the exact date on this but someone pointed this out i, I don't i think this was real uh pioneer masters is finally actually happening I think it's either yeah. happening next year or like early 2025. Okay, remember it was 2024, 2025, but it's finally happening. So you're going to be able to possibly play Pioneer Arena finally. And that's a pretty big announcement that we can finally have another format on uh, Arena, a real one.
1: Well, it's, I think them recognizing that we are now back to, you know, full integration of Paper Magic into the organized play system, which means probably bad things for Historic as a format. Um... I mean, I'm sure Historic will continue because there are, you know, arena-only cards or or okay. Historic-only cards that are part of that format that will never be part of Pioneer, but I can't imagine it will be particularly popular once they have the option of playing Pioneer in the format that is similar but linked with Paper Magic in a real way.
0: I'm trying to see if I could find it, because, like, uh, as I said, they, uh, they didn't read this super well. I'm going through much of the same stuff. Uh... Let's go. But I and it, usually I just go to Fire Twitter, and I don't have time to scroll through the seven hundred <laughs> tweets the last twenty four hours. You know, look, man, that guy does the Lord's work, but there's so much to go through, especially when this much announcement is going yeah. on. They're releasing you know.
1: seventy five sets a year. They all cost eight thousand dollars, and they all make every card released before them completely irrelevant. There we go. So Old as man long as you keep those three things in mind you'll be okay. You know, I was, I was
0: missing that from this week's episode. We needed you to be an old man and yell at the <laughs> cloud quite a bit.
1: Like, it's just so much stuff. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, I'll say this. I think it's kind of cool that they gave us, like, the look three years out. I think they realized that they can do this because you're like, oh, what about next year? They can't give us, you know, three years out from that. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. They only gave you, they gave you a decent bit of details about the stuff coming up in the next year, right? And then less and less as the year goes on. So here's what they're going to do next year. They're going to do the same thing. You're like, all right, you know, all the stuff that we talked about coming this year. Here's more details for it. And they're going to like break it down. And they're like, oh, here's like the universe beyond this and t- this attached to this that we didn't tell you about last year. And then they're going to do the same for the two years out. And then the th- they're going to be like the third year out that we haven't gotten to yet. You know, by the way, they're going back to Ravnica again. But, you know, this is one of the first times that they've been this transparent with us. Or this is the first time they've been this transparent with us this many years out. Also... Hearing about that they are doing stuff this far out is kind of wild, right? Like, they always knew they are at least, like, a
1: year, year and a half ahead of time. I didn't realize they were this far ahead when it came to sets. For the story building, they have to be. Sure. Because they've got to yeah. get that all laid out before they even start designing cards. So, I'm sure the stuff from, like, 2026, 20, you know, and beyond, that's all just in, like, story building mode. They haven't even started designing cards for it. Sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just but know what it's going to be I like, did. and they know what the underlying story is going to be. Yes,
0: yeah, so I hadn't thought of that—the fact that, like, yeah, they're this far in the future, or certain people are, or this far in the future—and that's that's kind of wild. It's kind of like, um, I know if you're a big fan of, like, you know, Marvel or whatever. You know, the people at the head of Marvel, like, how far ahead are they? You know, they're probably living at like 2028. 20, like, you know, what movies are coming out and all the shows are coming out. Like, this is where we want to go. Honestly, I wonder if it's like top down in the way this is built, because I assume when it comes to life, like, especially like Marvel, like, less so it's like, you have a you have a goal as you want to get to. You have like, look, this is like the end game that we want to get to, to use a very bad pun. I didn't mean to do that on purpose. But, like, you know, this is the big bad that we want to happen in, you know, six years. How do we get there? And then, like, you fill in the gaps. You know, it's like, I've heard writers a lot for, like, big-time, you know, series, like, especially in, like fantasy and science-based author is, like, they have this idea for, like, a world, right? For, like, whatever their universe their book is in, or their movie or the show is. They know how they want to end it, and they just have to fill it all in as they go. Yeah. You know?
1: And you know, you know, like the big, the big plot points. The big, yeah. You, you, what was it? It's like when you
0: had to write papers in school, or all right, you know, you have the outline, and you have like the big thing, and then like you have your your thesis statement, and then your conclusion. And they're like, all right, fill it in. And it's kind of like that. And so, seeing more of that of magic for the first time, it's like I, you knew that was there, like I knew it was there, but like I didn't know it was there. If you get what I'm saying, Ross. And like seeing it, I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. You hadn't fully,
1: you know. Comprehend or fully it's, conceptualize what that yeah. meant, even if you understood it uh in a superficial way.
0: Well, I literally just blanked the phrase. What's the phrase when like something doesn't exist to you if you can't see it? It's a uh, object permanence. Yeah, ah. yeah. It's like object permanence. Like I didn't like I didn't. I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know it was a thing. You know, and then like now seeing it, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Now like, they said
1: peekaboo, and then you you giggled, and everybody and had they a were good there time. again. And yeah. then he he put his
0: hands back up and he disappeared. It was wild for Ross. It was
1: wild. <laughs> you had to be the
0: good man. You weren't there, all right? You weren't there. You don't it's know. Sure, I like. was
1: not. You're much older than I am.
0: <laughs> I still laugh every that people realize how much older I am than you because they usually think it's the other way around, and it's very funny to me. But uh, like uh, I think I, I think I told you I went. I think I told you I went to my LGS this weekend, and uh, I haven't shaved in like a week right? or So I have like a decent little. I don't have like a Ross beard, but I have like a decent little bit of a beard going and somebody went not seen me a lot because like you know i just moved back to that brewery recently so like didn't see you all they're like hey man it's like good to see you a lot hey you got a little uh you got some gray in the beard there you know like kind of teasing me and i was like yeah man yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. and, they,
0: and they were like, they're they like why do you keep me that years. old yeah they're like you can't be that old i told them my age and they were like like what you know and i was like okay I'm, I'm still getting this response somewhat but like i'm losing my hair i'm going gray a little bit i'm i'm getting up there buddy like like i'm like in the hair keeps say whatever fucking color it wants as long as it's on my head i don't really care yeah because <laughs> that's the that's the biggest problem is every time I like wash my hair now and they like brush it I'm always like I have less than I had yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so that's always a fun thing getting older and existential dread is a lot of fun it's great everybody yeah we love it exactly that was a very somber way to kind of <laughs> wind down this episode <laughs> eh, they'll live for now so um for everybody who's listening and in the in, in this episode you know that Ross is over in Europe and you're gonna be up what two and a half more weeks yeah about right. about two so um you know we're gonna try to get another episode out with ross over there if we can if not uh i already have planned i'm gonna try to get another episode out with a special guest uh i'll go ahead and preview this just in case it does happen because their team to do it we're just trying to make timing work out because jim davis is a very busy person he has kids works all the time but he said he's definitely down for an episode we'll talk a little bit about the pro tour uh him being a professional streamer along as long as professional along with a professional player. And I definitely want to tease him about how he left our team at BCW to pursue streaming full-time. And then he actually got better at tournaments after that. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I just want
1: to know yeah. how that worked out. Yeah, as soon as he stopped being around us, suddenly he got so yeah. much better at magic That's what I want to know. I'm like, Look, what did we not know that you now know that made you better? <laughs> yeah, I think tell me
0: all of your secrets. I have to believe that someone was just, hey, I played all day every day. Because, like, do you remember how good, Bren- uh, not that he isn't good now, but do you remember Brennan, when he was just playing all day, every day, and streaming, he just got so good, and yeah. stuff, you know, so. You just combine the natural
1: like- talent with sharpness, and it's. Yes.
0: It's like, it's like the joke, it's like the joke about me and a bunch of other people, like, we just don't test it enough, you yeah, we don't play enough, and, like, yeah, you always wonder, like, what would have happened, and stuff, so, um, you know, we'll talk about those things. If you have questions for Jim you can try to put them in the, in the, in the Discord, uh, I mean, I'll try to get some of that stuff, I don't know what day, and what time this is going to get released. Versus when we're going to record. Because as soon as he tells me, hey, I'm available, I'm going to try to be available for him. Because the man has a newborn, and a bunch of other stuff to deal with. So if you have flashers, you can do that. Um, especially in the Discord, if you're a member of Patreon, of our, of our stuff. If you're a patron, uh, you have the Patreon channel in there. You can put some stuff up in there. And maybe we'll do stuff more like this in the future. Kind of weaving in some, some different kind of episodes. We've been trying to think of a way to uh, help keep the show fresh and change up the... The... The way that we do this, because the show's got a little monotonous with everything, and we can kind of weave in some different episodes. Um, we've had a couple of ideas stuff like this. Ross and I want to do maybe some um, some flashback episodes where we talk about uh, times of magic and, like, our experiences with them and what they were like. I think that could be pretty popular and could have a little fun with those at times. Um, Back in like, my day. Well, like, Ross, think about, this. you know, we just, like, pick a certain, you know, time. Like, we get to talk about our experiences at that time. Uh, the turns that were going on, like, what was good, what was bad. We'll test our memories, too, because a lot of times, you'll remember something, and you'll be like, no, no, wait, that was actually, like, two years later, but, like, something triggered to make the memory, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of mix up. Not me, Tannin. Not you. You're Still trapped. Yeah, still trapped. Me, not so much. It's funny. You're <laughs> the drinker of the two, and you have the bad memory. It's bullshit, <laughs> right? Just think about how good my memory could be. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. What if you weren't, like, eliminating yeah. your power? I'm just, I'm just, just trying to me? help you out, Tannin. I'm just trying to close the gap. Yeah, he's just having a little kryptonite every day. You know, with his morning coffee, a little kryptonite kind of level him out just a little bit. And I'm over here struggling to keep up as a normal human being. It's I get it, <laughs> Ross. I get it. You're special.
1: Oh, I love you, buddy. Not not as special as I used to be. Yeah. Well, let the mom stop talking to you. Though, <laughs> Got never. It? Never.
0: That's a, that's a callback from earlier in the episode, if you're listening. And that's yeah. what makes it funny. So, And it's it's even funnier now that I explained it to you. Uh, yeah, you're that's you're my correct. All right, buddy Well, Hey man, uh you my best to Emma. Have fun while we'll over there. Try not to get, get uh, you know, arrested or anything. Try not to cause too many problems. No promises. You no know, promises. All right. Uh teach them how Americans do trivia as well over there.
1: I already won. I won trivia
0: last All week. Right. It was great. by yourself
1: or uh it was me and Emma and I'm mm. I'm carrying a lot on, on Please that tell team. me please tell me that when you ask you winning you just started chanting USA. Uh I did not. The uh I did. I know that's also what you do, but that would be funny. Yeah. The, the So the weird thing with trivia here is that, one, instead of being very good in sports, I'm very bad. Because they ask me about oh, nothing sure. but soccer, cricket, and darts. I was going to say cricket, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but anytime they ask it a U.S.-centric question, like a U.S. history question, it's something very easy for me. Where okay. I'm just like, this is something we would learn in grade school. And for yeah. them, they just never learn it. So it becomes actual trivia. So- I I actually get some of the hard questions, and it happens yeah. to like pop culture too. One of them was just name this American actor, and it was a picture of Danny McBride, and like four teams got it out of thirty. Really? <laughs> just, wow. He's just not popular in England, I guess. So, um, yeah. That. was so, like, how they just never see like Pineapple Express or like? Well, they might recognize it, but they don't know his name. Sure. You know? Okay, that's true. Yeah. Well, the, this guy's been in like um all
0: a million different shows and not just comics. And he's been in a bunch of TV. Okay, sure. But I guess not. Like, you know,
1: yeah. It's a whole different world over here, Tannen.
0: That, you're no, you're right.
1: It, it also helped that the final bonus question for 50 points was about prime numbers. So so that was Okay, good. okay. sure. <laughs> well, hopefully I can win. We're going again this week. Hopefully I can win without the aid of, uh, of a math question at the end. Sure. I've been watching a lot of University Challenge, which is their like college quiz show trying to try to brush up so uh i'm i've been i'm honing my skills hopefully i can get get two trophies while i'm over here no
0: that, nice uh you can kind of rub it in i saw it nearer, but oh i will uh, all right uh i love you buddy thanks for making the time overseas for us this week we appreciate it and for everybody at home thanks for listening um we'll see y'all soon